You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Michael, how the hell Andre. are you? What? Nothing. I'm just I'm just kind of excited that we're we're gonna do uh, another one of our um, 2020 harvest wrap ups, which we didn't get a chance to do uh, coming out of the season. Yes, but I think it's good that we we waited because it's uh, I don't know lately the past few vintages in Ontario we've had people harvesting grapes into like weird months like december and whatnot so i think we just played it safe and there's some interesting articles talking about how across the board people who would otherwise be you know setting aside parts of their crop for ice wine aren't um doing that this year uh because of covid and because of economic uh situations but um we're actually talking to a region that doesn't do a hell of a lot of ice wine i don't think they do any ice wine um, I know Exalted and Black Prince have both done VQA Prince Edward County Ice Wine, and there we go. I've now burst the bubble on what region we're focusing on today, but it's definitely not a consistent or, I think, a very high-demand commodity. No, because to bury those vines, especially after the ground freezes, is an absolute nightmare. But we decided to, to look into somebody who, you know, I don't think he gets a lot of love uh, from, uh, I don't I, I don't know if the, love the is the word. Maybe sure. he's getting a lot of love. I'm not sure. But what I meant is we don't hear a lot from uh, Kimball Lacey of Lacey Estates. Kimball, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Great. So uh, what we'd like to talk to you about, obviously, I think if you heard the preamble, is how was Harvest 2020? Big general question there. <laughs> well, harvest was good. It was a little lighter than what we were expecting, but uh, we did take a hard cold snap in November of the year before, so that knocked back some of the uh, buds. Uh, but uh, aside from that, fruit quality was way over the top. Like uh, It was one of the earliest harvests we've done, and uh, the fruit was just beautiful what came in. Now, when you said that you had an early harvest, I know when we were talking to Richie at Fielding last week, he mentioned that things got to a bit of a late start. Was that the same situation in Prince Edward County or just because things are generally a little cooler there? Were you right on schedule? Uh, so on, it was on one of the hybrids that we used in a, in a sparkling program. Uh, it actually came in at the beginning of September. It was super ripe back then. So we were able to pull that off really early. But uh, the rest of it, uh, we were probably within a week ahead of what we normally pick. So I just heard the word sparkling there. Tell us about that, first of all. So we do something called Paradise, and it's a uh, we use Frontenac Gris and Frontenac Blanc for it. Is that something so, that you can only drink by the dashboard light? <laughs> oh, I'm Jesus, not Michael. To that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we we uh harvest that it sits on its skin for a little bit and uh press it out and we get a beautiful rosé sparkling out of it and it sells like hotcakes for us and that's something that's grown on your property correct uh the frontenac blanc is grown on our property and i get the frontenac greed from two or three other properties surrounding us so I guess just one question I have, just, uh, you know, once again, not knowing 
a whole lot. I think a lot of people maybe aren't as familiar with Lacey as they should be. How how many acres do you have planted, and what varieties are you working with? So we've got ten acres planted. Uh, we've got for the whites, we've got Chardonnay, Riesling, Gewurztraminer, and Pinot Gris, and the Frontenac Blanc. Uh, for the reds, we've got Baco. Pinot Noir, and Cab Franc that will be coming online next year. This year. That's right. We're 2021 2021. already. Yes, the lost year of 2020 uh, is now behind us. Well, now we've got to work on the lost year of 2021, the way things are going. (laughs) Uh, So when you're working, because I mean, everyone, when you are looking to Prince Edward County, I think really... It's Pinot and Chardonnay when you're talking about what the, you know, your starting lineup is there. Um, how do the other, how did the other varieties fare in 2020? Was it an easier year for, I don't know, things like Riesling or Pinot Gris? Or did you have a challenge just fighting how hot and dry it was? So I lost the bulk of my Pinot Gris because it was so hot and dry. Uh, the Riesling... Came along beautifully, uh, really good numbers on it, uh, and harvested beginning-ish of October, uh, which is actually early for us. We're usually, it's usually one of the second last uh, crops to come off. Uh, Gewurztraminer was just beautiful this year, uh, nice and ripe. Uh, we usually don't have any problems ripening that, and uh, really good crop load on that this year. Now you mentioned Cabernet Franc, so obviously you're you're not harvesting anything from yourself. But are you taking anything from uh, Prince Edward County for uh, Cabernet Franc this year? Unfortunately, I didn't get any Cab Franc from the county. I did from down in Niagara, though, and I got Cab So from di- down in Niagara as well. Cab So, interesting. Yeah, I haven't done one of those in. Let's see, I guess the last one was 2012 was the last Cab Sauve I did, and 2016 was the last Cab Franc I did. I actually opened my last bottle of 2016 recently on the patio before it got too cold and it was still holding up quite nicely. I just had the Lot 9. I thought it was delicious. Thank you. I think I still have a bottle of that 2012 that you had uh, that you released after six years in barrel. Uh, that was uh, that was four years in barrel, yeah. Uh, and uh, honestly, I have two magnums of the 2012 Cab Franc left, and that's it. That's all that's in the winery. I think I have a bottle. So, are you recommending that I open the 750 now, or should I wait a little longer? Oh, you could wait a little longer still. Woo-hoo. Now, is there any anything in particular that you're really excited about or looking forward to um, from the 2020 uh, harvest here? Uh, from the county, the Chardonnays, I think they're going to be exceptional this year. Um, I think I think Andre just peed himself a little <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, with the crop load being just a little bit lighter this year than what I was expecting. Uh, the bricks were way up there. The flavors are right on. And, uh, yeah, just like I say, beautiful fruit came in and I've already got it barreled down and it's going to be in there for mm, at least 18 months, if not a little longer. Um, the Cab Franc that, uh, we brought in from Niagara, uh, just beautiful fruit again. And same with the Cab Sauve. Uh, 
Uh, I'm really excited about those two. I think uh, two years out when I finally pull them from barrel, it's going to be uh, something special. Where in Niagara are you getting your um, getting your fruit from? So it's a grower that I haven't dealt with since when I worked at Claus and Chase. Uh, Steve Kosis had some up on uh, the GGO website, and I got in touch with him. And I hadn't worked with Steve since, oh gosh, it's got to be, I think it was 2014, 2015 was the last vintage that Clausen took from his place for the Chardonnays. Uh, So when I had the opportunity to get some fruit from him again, I had to take it. That's a blast from the past. I haven't heard Steve Kosas' name in I don't know how long. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, the one vineyard that they used to get the Chardonnay from, it's now a housing development. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So how's the, how's the Pinot looking? Let's, uh, let's go with the other, uh, the other bench warmer that you have out there. Um, you've, you've, you've made Andre very wet talking about, uh, Chardonnay. So let's hear how (laughs) Pinot, uh, fared. Uh, the Pinot was okay. Um, That's not a ringing endorsement. It suffered, a bit, it suffered a bit in the heat on our farm because of where we have it situated. So uh, the numbers weren't what I wanted them to be. So I'm not overly happy with it. So I'm not sure if it's going to be something that I put out or something I hold back and blend with something else later. So you're not saying uh, you're going to make it into rosé is what you're saying. Right. So what is the what is the challenge? What is the challenge with um, with Pinot in in the heat? Like, uh, uh, well, I guess what happens to Pinot when it gets hit with the amount of heat that it was hit with this past summer? You can get breakdown on it quite easily, and and you get wasps and uh, just a whole slew of other problems. Like we in where it is on our property. Uh, we get a lot of dew forming in the morning on it. So you're constantly out there trying to get sprays on it to keep it from getting hit with the downy and the powdery. And all you got to do is have one rainstorm come in and that messes you right up and you're playing catch up for the rest of the season. Mm. So you said some Cab Franc is coming online. How much did you, did you plant? And, um, I guess did it did it survive any of the the cold winters we've had? Uh, yeah, so we've got about uh, three quarters of an acre planted in a test plot uh, down right by the winery. Uh, it's made it through without any problems so far. Uh, all of the trellising is going in in when I dehill it this year, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how it produces over the next uh, bunch of years. And when we do a vineyard expansion, it's either going to be next year or the year after. That will be one of the main varieties we put in because we're we're low on what we've got planted on the property in terms of reds. So want to bring the numbers up on what we what we have on the property in terms of red grapes. And what made you decide on Cabernet Franc? I love Cab Franc. You can't get you can't get. Enough single variety Cab Francs are usually blended with something, and uh, I just love the way Cab Franc tastes. I love uh, I love the way Ontario produces Cab Franc. Uh, I think you get some of the 
nicest cabs in the world out of Ontario. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of my favorite grapes. Now, I- Andre, as we delve more into Cabernet Franc this year, it sounds like uh, Kimball would be one of those guys to uh, tap on uh, on a good interview. Well, I really think that it's important that we take a bit of time to take a look at what's happening with Cab Franc in the in the county, because I know it's definitely up and coming. I haven't been completely sold yet, but I think more people working it and good people working with it would go a long way to helping to change the minds. But I think the climate is definitely going to make it a completely different animal than in Niagara. I don't know if, Kimball, you have anything to say about that. Yeah, I could see it being a completely different animal. Like it's, It all depends on timing, I guess, in it. Uh, in its reality, like uh, if we we've got everybody or not everybody, a lot of people working with uh, geotextiles now. So using that to start things off and protect the vines a little bit better than burying, uh, you technically get a earlier bud break in some cases on it. So you you get you can catch up on. Uh, the amount of time it's out of the ground and producing. Um, so your harvest could theoretically be in and around the same time as Niagara. Interesting. Uh, I guess that's the big part right there is with our little uh, climatic zone out here, uh, we can tend to be within like a week or two weeks shorter than what Niagara gets in terms of uh, growing season. Well, thank you so much for giving us some insight into how the uh, 2020 harvest went for uh, well for Lacey Estates and for Prince Edward County. And um, I guess we'll be having you on sometime soon to talk about Cabernet Front. Awesome. Sounds great. So, you know, I, I live in Niagara, Andre, and um, I kind of know what's going on here for the weather. And I always forget, you know, I don't forget about Prince Edward County, but you always wonder if they're getting the same weather that we are. And I guess 2020, they did. Yes. And I think it was interesting talking to, to Kimball because, like I said, in the interview, I know Pinot and Chard is kind of the big focus. But, you know, it's it's nice to see other people experimenting with other varieties out there. Because I think, uh, you know, we've often talked about the identity of Ontario, but having a little bit more variety in Prince Edward County, I don't think would be a bad thing at all. No, they got to do some experimentation. Obviously, the, the, the Pinot and, and Chardonnay is what they've hung their hat on. I think they do a, probably some of the best, I'm talking generally, some of the best Pinot Gris in the province that has some, uh, some at least some character to it. And, um, you know, it'd be nice to try some of those Cab Francs, which I think will have more minerality to them and, and less weight. Um, I, I'm glad that, you know, there's not a lot experimenting with Cabernet Sauvignon, though I'm sure there are. Uh, because that's just not, that's a gamble I don't think many people want to take yeah. uh, out there. No, I think Cabernet Franc uh, in the county, there's definitely a, a place for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been interesting to to do this uh, vintage wrap-up, so we're hoping people are enjoying it, and if you are enjoying it, maybe consider helping us out, patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine. Now in Canadian dollars. Now, yes, now in Canadian dollars. If that scared you away before that we're building U.S. dollars, yes, we are doing it in Canadian dollars now. Uh, thank God Patreon made that small change. Um, I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. And I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, have a good... No. 
Wait, what do I? Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. This episode of Two Guys Talking Wine was produced by Jim Ray and Adam Durand.